Welcome to the Polaris PT Podcast. Join us as we dive into all aspects of health and wellness, from physical and mental to relationships and spirituality with leading experts and luminaries from a broad spectrum of specializations. I'm your host, Dr. Brig Woods, performance physical therapist and owner of Polaris PT and Wellness. On today's podcast, I have Dr. Ross Benz. Dr. Ross is the co-owner with his wife, Dr. Stephanie of Culture Chiropractic. Dr. Ross is advanced proficient in torque release technique, is also a board-certified neuropathy specialist. He studied at Flagler College, where he majored in sports management, earning his bachelor's degree. And after graduation, he worked at the University of Florida, training some of the top athletes in the country. After that, he decided to pursue his doctoral studies at Palmer College of Chiropractic in Florida. And in chiropractic school, he graduated as salutatorian. Dr. Ross also is an endurance athlete, most recently having completed the rim-to-rim-to-rim run of the Grand Canyon. So, welcome, Dr. Ross. I hit record and see what happens. Which is what we just did, so thanks for coming by, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks Um, for having me. So, yeah, if you listen to the intro, right, Dr. Ross, Ross Benz is a chiropractor, and unlike what most of you people think, chiros and PTs, we actually don't hate each other. Yeah, it's a rarity, it seems like, in today's society. <laughs> I, I, I think I think what people, what, at least I, what we both really dislike is just people who do bullcrap stuff. Yeah, we're all just trying to help people, you know? It's not a matter of push or pull. There's enough people to go around. Well, Let's right. Let's just help people. And, you know, trying to not do silly, silly nonsense that actually, with nothing behind it, you know what I mean? Yeah, just do stuff that's supported by research. There's this dude, his name's, do you know who Adam Meekins is? I do not. He's a he's a he's a British physical therapist. He's got a whole series right now called "Silly Bullshit on the Internet." Yeah, and he sounds just, like a good Instagram to have. <laughs> it is get some followers, and it just posts stuff like that: practitioners, chiros, physios, like weird stuff that people are doing. Yeah, his most recent one was this thing called I don't know spinal energetics. What is that? It's some lady waving her hands over people and making them dance like marionettes, apparently, and really? healing their energy. Energy does transfer. No, I, energy I, I, can transfer to matter, which everybody's kind of made up of. Right, and I, I, I don't doubt that, but I'm not, I'm not totally sold on. Hey, I can run my hands over you. Yeah, and heal your energy or your chakras. Yeah, I wish I had this uh, link. Guess. I wish I had this link. There's the, a Japanese old time video of a guy that would literally transmit electricity, and there's videos of him. She, like having electricity, it's creating little fires. It's wild. So like, I can't, I don't know the hat. I don't know. I literally just saw it this past weekend at a okay. seminar and he can literally set a piece of paper on fire and I thought it was BS. And then I kind of look at all the stuff he's done. It's wild. How old is the video? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Maybe nineties, okay. early two thousands. And it doesn't look like, I mean, doesn't look 4k. Does, so it must be older. <laughs> does it, does it, I mean, but do you think like, that's the hard part about that stuff though, right? Like, yeah. is there a way to like, outside of that, I mean like outside of actually bringing that dude in and making him yeah. set something on fire, how else do you research like energy work? Do you know what I mean? That's hard. I mean, how do you quantify it? That's not really my yeah area of expertise. It's I guess my, I really could. I mean, I've, I've got Reiki healing, which I'm, I love. I think it's awesome. Really? I support people that do that. Really? I don't know what they do, but it works. Really? You know, I mean, I could look more into it, but. It, so you've had it done to you? I've had it done, yeah. I ended up back up in Seattle, and it was great. Really? Never felt better. Seriously? Just, yeah. See, because I'm always. And going, I don't ask questions, right? If yeah. you're open to go, just let the person do their thing. You know, that's their expertise. And if you're open to actually step foot in the room then go for it. Try new things. Well, hundred percent, right? I just went and did, uh, so I, you know, I've, I've done ice baths in the past, right? Sure. But as an athlete, it's just been about jumping in the, in the ice and just sitting, gutting it out. Right. Yeah. But like I went to this place and I want to have him on, but the reconnect life in Mesa. I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's I like a, the model. The model's great. Yeah. The recovery student, like, yeah, dude, I mean, a helping people be, printing money like yeah (laughs) but no it's a great model and what i wasn't prepared for is i wasn't prepared to do like the energy work breathing stuff prior to getting into yeah and that's not necessarily my like not my thing normally for sure i'm like hey i stepped in here 
I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the thing. Yeah, just go for it. Try so, new things. Yeah, so dude, she's got me building a fire with my breath and pushing it down into my yeah. legs. I'm about to get in. And then I get in the tub and we're sitting there and what I also wasn't ready for was her to be like sitting, like kneeling down outside of the, the tub, like right next to me, like coaching you up, coaching me, like with Perfect. breathing and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like on this next breath, breathe in and everything and anything you're holding on to, just let it go with this breath. Right. So I'm like, it just, yeah. started, just dude lost it. Like yeah. was not, was not prepared for the emotional release. And so, yeah, there's something to it. But for sure. You know, I'd, I'd like to know. My, my brain goes, okay, how does this all work? Yeah. I couldn't be that person that exactly displays that information to you. But <laughs> a Reiki healer or someone that does energy work would be great. I need to find one of those and get them on. Yeah. If you know any here, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk offline and we'll get them on. But, dude, you just did something that actually I would like to do. But after hearing a little bit about it, I'm going to have to do some serious, serious training. Yeah. You just did rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon. I did. And you're still standing. Like how many, you yeah. two weeks ago, a month ago? March 18th. Okay. Yeah. So what's that working on a month almost? Almost. Yeah. Almost, almost a month to the day. Yeah. So about a week out. So three weeks. For sure. Dude. So first of all, how many miles is that? How much elevation? Like for anybody listening who does, and if you're not from Arizona, like the Grand Canyon is, is an abnormally large hole in the ground. Yeah, it's it's definitely intimidating. You don't think it's that big until you're personally there. But yeah, it's the route I did was uh, 46 miles, almost spot on 46 miles. I went down South Kaibab Trail, which is on the South Rim, uh, made our way to the North Rim, which is over 20 miles away. And then which is also about six and a half thousand feet of climbing. And then turned right back around at the south rim or the north rim and came back through Phantom Ranch, which is in the bottom, and then climbed out Bright Angel Trail, which is extremely painful. So how many miles? Like how many miles? Forty-six. So it's oh to the bottom. It's I think it's six or seven miles. I mean, I could pull it up on my phone and get those. But South Kaibab Trail to the river, you know, you're dropping. So the whole thing is almost 11,000 feet of climb, but also 11,000 feet of descent. So people can climb well, but some people cannot descend well. That's really like where you got to have your knee health, your hip health, your foot health, which you know personally I was battling pretty bad for a little while just due to the volume. So I was even got into some, you know, you were helping me out with adjustments, but I was injecting peptides in there and, trying whatever I could to try to get healthy enough to run the Canyon just due to the amount of volume. Cause it was 15 plus hours for me. I mean, yeah. I could have moving time was about 14 hours, but sure. Took some time to no, you got chill. To, right. At least enjoy the scenery battle nausea bad. I mean, it's a mental warfare. I would say it's more so mental warfare than it is physical warfare. Well, cause yeah, we were talking a little bit beforehand. You were saying that like cardiovascularly, yeah. Not an issue for you. Yeah. One, I think I was telling Brig that 114 heart rate, I managed the whole way, which is like zone two. I impressed myself <laughs> with that. But uh, the extreme pain, yeah, lower extremity pain. I mean, you just got to be ready for five plus hours of climbing on either end. Yeah. No, that's rough. And, yeah. and you're also right because you, well, yeah, we'll get into it, but that's like, so we were, I, we were talking earlier about the miles. It's a mile, like 1.1, 1.2 miles deep. So oh, yeah. You, yeah, so you're climbing yeah. down a mile going, that means you got to go back up yep. the mile. Yep. Yeah, no, that's the way. So one? 11,000 of climb, 11,000 so of descent. Up, so two miles down, of each. Yeah. yeah. Two miles of descent, two miles of incline. Yeah. Well, and then and you're out there 15 hours. You don't think about like nutrition. Yeah, a lot of people don't a, think about nutrition and what you actually got to carry. That's an extremely difficult thing to manage because even me personally, right? Like I carried 3,500 calories on me in a running pack. So I run with a Solomon pack. Okay. And then, uh, so you're carrying two 500 liter or two 500 mil flasks, soft flasks. Okay. And then I'm carrying a two liter bladder because this time of year, the canyon's water shut off in many areas. Okay. So you have very few areas to fill up. So you have to carry more. So you're carrying three liters. So you're carrying 6.6 6 
pounds of water. So a lot of weight and water plus the calories, gels, sandwiches, you know, but that one thing I wasn't ready for was the nausea, right? So your body's going to start because you're climbing from seven, 8,000 feet and you're going to 2,000 feet. Yeah. Or you're going from 2,000 feet to 8,000 feet of so elevation. So Level of elevation sickness then, probably. So elevation, potential sickness, uh, just overexertion at, at a time of climbing too much. Because at this point, my strategy, I mean, people can, that are listening to this that might want to do it. So we had a strategy from Michael McKnight, who's a low-carb runner. Okay. He gave us some insight about nutritional strategies. So we were consuming 500 milliliters of water an hour. We were consuming 500-ish milligrams of sodium per hour in pill format so i was taking salt pills plus we were consuming anywhere between two to four hundred calories an hour so it became like a job dude to consume liquids calories and eventually that gets old as hell after yeah. 15 hours so yeah so like i got we were battling me and i did it with my buddy austin and we were battling uh severe like not we go through spells of nausea and it was tough man like it was it was brutal Dude. But yeah, you go through like two hours, you can't eat just because you're trying not to throw up to get into a dehydration state. Because once you get to the North Rim, there's no services. The North Rim is closed. Oh. So this time of year, the North Rim is completely shut down. There's a foot and a half of snow over there. So you climb out, you think you're going to see people, you see no one. So you know you have to turn back around and go right back down. And the last water station is called Manzanita, and you have, I forget what it is, six or seven miles to climb to the North Rim. That's your last water stop. So then you have about 14 miles round trip Before just, you get on, water again. just on what you have. So we were eating snow. We were going crazy. Was, was, <laughs> it was, yeah. was there snow at the other end? Yeah, there was snow at the North Rim. So yeah. did you guys just sit there and eat we snow for a while? We were eating some snow, yeah, just to try to like make up for what we what we were consuming because we were blowing through it. Well, that's brutal too. Like, And what a lot of people don't realize is you could you could have you could start out at the north rim right yeah and and it's cold as hell and you got snow and all that yeah. but then as soon as you drop the however many thousand six seven thousand feet to the bottom for sure it's hot again like it's yeah it's like being here in in the valley almost yeah so we started it was 21 degrees on the south rim Oof. came through the bottom which they call a box yeah uh in the 50s climbed out it was in the high 30s on the north rim came back through again the box at the bottom yeah uh seven low 70s okay. climbed out high 30s yeah so quite a transition of well of right, so think about if you did it like now in april or even it's, may it's hot it's abnormally hot being or like usually hot 80s probably down there well it's 20 degrees 20 to 25 degrees hotter at the bottom than it is at the rim okay so that's like the good so metric to go off of similar for to people kind of like for here yeah yeah flagstaff's always like 20 degrees cooler yeah, than here but for sure dude so how did so how did you train for, i mean How'd you, how, how do you train for that? Like, especially here, because you don't have, I mean, there's not a huge bunch of ton of big peaks. There's a lot of climbing you can do here. Well, you sure. Siphon draw, just Superstition Mountain. I, guess, I run yeah. the Santan Mountains almost exclusively. So oh, did you? you can get a thousand plus thousand, 1,500 feet of climb in a good run. Well, there's that one on the backside, or at least. Yeah, Gold Mine Trail. Yeah, the Gold yeah. Mine Trail is pretty steep. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you kind of string in a couple of those routes and you can get over a thousand feet, but. I'm going to do it again in October this year. Okay. So I already know, like just climbing, climbing is, is the biggest thing I think for people that's not climbing and just strength, strength of knees, strength of everything to take that beating. Right. Cause what I tell you, I took 89,000 steps. That's a lot of weight being Dude. bared through joints. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a long day. Yeah, it's a long day. Pain, <laughs> I mean, pain. most people most people struggle to get their ten thousand steps in, and you're like, yeah, we did eight yeah. nine times that. Yeah, I wasn't shooting for a goal steps, but I was just basically trying to survive. Just trying to finish the yeah, stupid thing for sure, dude. Uh, so training though, so did you write your own training program, or did you work with yeah. that? Okay, yeah, I just had metrics and was averaging thirty five to forty five mile weeks. My peak week, which was two weeks prior three weeks prior was almost 60 mile week okay and then i tapered okay so then i tapered from there but exclusively almost trail running uh-huh. i'm a father of two with a business so right it's, so how, uh, like where how do you squeeze that in? so yeah my wake up time is 4 a.m okay so i get out there before anybody else does and just try to get it done there's no excuse you know you can have an excuse like i'm a dad or i'm a business or i have a wife you just got to get up before everybody well, that's the, yeah, right? There's no excuses to not do fitness. No. And there's a lot of, 
mean, you know, Cameron Haynes, David Goggins, those yeah, kind of guys. Those are guys I exclusively follow. I, I follow pretty regularly. Do you? Yeah, it's a good mindset to live by. Which of those two do you like better? They're both kind of the same. Sure. I mean, David Goggins is very forward with what he says, but his story is awesome. His book's great. Cameron Haynes is the same way. Just been a savage his whole life. That's just the biggest thing with health, right? Consistency. Be consistent with whatever you choose. If you want to get, if you want to lose some weight and you don't know run, then walk. Yeah. Walk every day. Right. Do something every. Sit up and sit up from a chair and get back down. Do that ten times every day. But most people will do something. They'll quit. Or they'll go, yeah, because they, they'll, they'll go too hard at it, right? They'll be like, hey, I think I can sustain this. Yeah. And they'll go hard for like 5 a.m. for like three days. And then they're like, no, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, you think some days I want to run 10-minute miles, 11-minute miles. It's just you got to do it for the volume no matter right. what. I mean, if you're struggling, you got to taper it back. So on, the, on that run, so how much of a run like that or how much of a thing like that do you hike versus – so you hike a lot of the ups. Okay. Yeah, so you're you're trying to run the flats, run the downs, hike the ups. But when your quads get blown out, the downs are tough. Dude. So I ran with poles, so that kind of helped me Okay. take some of the weight off. But we took some breaks, you know, just tried to ease off the gas pedal a little bit. We weren't there trying to just to kill ourselves. But now that we've done it, we know there's a time that can be done sure. for us at least. So was that? did you guys have a target time or was it just purely, hey, let's just yeah, finish this so under 24? Sub 15 hours was our time. We did a little bit over 15 hours just in total, but like a moving time was about 14 hours. So okay. I count everything that we were doing, sure. taking the breaks. I don't cheat those off. No, no. But I mean, I think Jim Walmsley, who's a very well-known Flagstaff trail runner, has the FKT, which is fastest known time in the canyon, rim okay. trim to rim. And I think he did it in... Don't quote me. It's either just under six hours or it's just under seven hours. And he pretty much ran and sprinted the whole thing. Forty, so forty-six miles. Yeah. In just under seven hours. I think six. Hours? six. I mean, six. You might be able to look it up. Let me see this. Dude, that's do. That's doing. Holy. Yeah. That's doing just over seven. So five hours and fifty-five minutes. He did it in. He's doing just over seven miles an hour. Yeah, running uphill, like like flying, climbing eleven thousand feet. Yeah. When you think about the tread, like if you're on the treadmill, right? Like most people don't like to run above Is that a seven. Is that a seven on the treadmill? Yeah, it's like a seven, seven, seven point, seven point two, seven point yeah, five. Crazy. Yeah. So that's like on the treadmill, you're running a seven point five. Most people don't like to run above like six and a half on the treadmill. Yeah. And this dude's doing seven and a half and doing that level of elevation. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's bananas, man. Yeah. Dude, so what was uh, so what was did did it did you get wrecked right away on the car ride home? Like, yeah. did you fall out of the car when you got home? So yeah, we yeah we started at three a.m. finished just before dark, and we thought we were gonna drive home. But I was like, did you guys bring another driver? No. So we were. I was the driver. So we were wrecked physically, just mentally. You're just torched no yeah. matter what because you're just like looking at your steps for 15 hours is just exhausting um did you take music no we had listened to zero music yeah and just Nothing. talked or just and, chatted some hours and suffered <laughs> yeah some hours we were in the cave man we were just two hours we wouldn't even talk to each other just trying to <laughs> just trying to conserve energy and but, looking at each other going dude who you talked i hate you you talked me into this yeah we ended up picking up a room that night like just outside the canyon because it was just it would have been too dangerous to drive home and we were so wrecked the closest we were like i couldn't even walk in the hotel barely just because my legs were kind of torched and uh <laughs> the closest place was McDonald's, man. So I went hard on the McDonald's menu. Dude, there's no shame in the bro. After that, like seriously, yeah. you could eat pretty much whatever you. Like. Yeah, I mean, I eat a pretty clean it's, diet, it's but that calories was in. that was the goal was three double cheeseburgers, large fry, McFlurry, sweet tea. That was my uh, post run. So the next question is, dude, how bad was how bad was the diarrhea after that? Not at all, man. I don't even think I had it. Good for yeah. you, dude. But just going from super clean to throwing McDonald's down. Didn't use the bathroom at all the whole run besides being. So that was pretty crazy to think yeah. about. I don't know. I think the body knows something about that, dude, because whenever I go. Yeah, fight or flight, man. Like whenever ready. I go backpacking. Yeah. On like a two, like it's. Yeah, it's fight or flight mode. Your body will just shut down. You know, if you're running from a bear, your yeah. body's not going to stop to take a poo. Right. It's like, nope, we're out in the forest. We know we're not doing anything. Yeah, the body's an amazing thing, though. I mean, you can take your body very far. I mean, did I think I was going to take it that far? No. Right. But you can do whatever you truly want to do. It's just 
mentally are you prepared to suffer? Right. And the progressive, right. Progressive overload, eventually building up to it. Yeah. Like there's a dude, uh, what's his name? Is it fan? Do you know fan? Hmm. He's a dude from China. He goes and runs with the queen Creek group running companies. Maybe anyway, I haven't been out to their runs in a while. I'm he's slacking, doing, Logan, he's, sorry. He's, he's doing Coca-Dona. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 250 miles, 250 miles through Arizona over like three days, black Canyon city to, to Flagstaff. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So dude, so how did your leg, did you cramp up or did you guys, or were you, or you properly like, so that's where I was taking the electrolytes. Tabs for. So I was taking electrolyte tabs. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a single cramp. It was just muscle tightness, but the strategy of taking salt tabs every hour, being methodical with it, is pays off you don't get cramps i didn't get any cramps no no blisters no nothing just kind of pain dude yeah you came away relatively unscathed i man. have one black toenail that's real that's <laughs> hanging out because i was kicking too many rocks <laughs> but other than that i'm alive i had to go back to work monday dude yeah i was in the office monday seeing patients how, so how like a day and a half later were you moving slow still or were you feel fine? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was definitely struggling. But I mean, me and you both wear these Vivo barefoot shoes. So right. just kind of get a little connected to the ground and try to just stay <laughs> stay upright. Dude. But I mean, you know, I I have patience to take care of. I can't just be like, oh, my own personal well, right. stuff gets in the way of this. Yeah, no. And you did that to yourself, right? You yeah. can't call out the next day. It was I mean, self-inflicted. Right. I've been I've done like a CrossFit comp or I've done gone a long backpacking trip that I definitely suffered a little bit and came back. I'm like, crap, I got to go. I got to go take care of people on Monday. Yeah, for sure. And you don't, you just go, okay, I'm going to pretend like nothing's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's all focused on them, right? They, right. you know, they don't need to know what's going on too much, dude. So the drive, that's a, what a five hour drive home. It's four hours. Four? Depends on how fast you drive. Right. Yeah. So did you tighten up? Like, was it rough getting out of the car again? Like, yeah, every time was pretty bad. So how did you, so when did you feel normal? Like, when did you feel like probably Wednesday? Okay. I mean, not, I wouldn't say normal, but just right? felt, I'm still feeling remnants still just little tweaks as I'm running. But, um, yeah, about Wednesday I was okay. able to move fluid and what gait was fine. And what did you do to re- get yourself recovered? When you got back, just good calories, right? Just okay. good calories. I mean, I'm not a big stretcher. I know it's like not a thing everyone wants to hear, but I have compression boots, so I was in compression. Uh, I do voodoo floss pretty regularly as self care. I don't do it in my office, but I do that personally, uh, right. just to def- get out the bad blood or any kind of buildup of fluid and just move, man. Like, I don't want to sit around and feel bad for myself. I mean, I had to do yard work. I have two kids. Right. Like I was just regular day come Saturday, even when I got home. Yeah. So got in the hot tub a couple times just to try to get blood flowing, but supplements, tons of magnesium. I think I was taking 1200 milligrams. Okay. So I was taking an insane amount over the average, what you should take. Sure. But I take more of a magnesium malate, malic acid. So a little bit more muscle focus recovery for that. Sure. Um, I was taking a lot of branch chains. Okay. So I was just kind of taking stuff that helps muscle recover and then sure. just your, your your average stuff, man. And Take a lot of collagen. Get enough sleep. No, I sleep six hours a night. Do you really? Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. And I don't, I'm like, I got to get back to yeah. getting my seven or eight at least. Not enough hours in the day sometimes. No, no. As you know, right? Running your business and being dad and trying to take care of your fitness yeah you have yeah. to you gotta draw you gotta cut you gotta cut something out and sometimes it's sometimes it's sleep yeah it's tough man especially if you have to get up at four it's just that's the way that the cookie crumbles if you want it there's no excuse for missing a day you just got to get up earlier so when are you so are you back running you're back running then yep yeah and, i just did five miles this morning and that's and that's exclusively what you do now right you don't do a whole lot of strength training anymore or do you do, I do some? some yeah i mean i'm i'm doing more now than I was prior just because the time didn't allot for it because I was just running too much volume. Sure. But I mean, you know, my background's in yeah. weightlifting, so I still sprinkle that in here and there. But I'm, you know, lighter now at my age of almost 35 than I was my senior year of high school. Okay. So I'm going opposite. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like, as my wife would say, I'm shriveling away. Right. Benjamin Button in this thing. Yeah. But I mean, I consume 3,500 calories a day. 3,000, 3,500 calories. So you, yeah, you're putting. So, I mean, 
I'm losing. I'm not gaining. Right. So do you think, will you do the next time you do it? Yeah. Do you think you'd do more strength training? Yep. That'll yeah. help, right? I would say for climbing purposes, that would help. Um, I mean, even even getting into calf raises, as weird as that sounds, just, no. to, just to prep the soleus and the gastroc for the torture it's going to have moving upwards. Right. And then um, a little bit more hip work, glute work for the for just stabilization going downhill, I think could be huge for people. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of step up Stairmaster just to kind of accumulate climb. Sure. But I think squatting, static work, single leg work, uh, knees over toes work. I'm yeah. a big proponent of his stuff. So 100%. I think that could help people from suffering knee injury, ankle injury, right. just taking the beating of it. But strength training is what I'm going to do different. Climb more with strength training. See how that goes. Yeah. Will you, will you, do you think you'll even, are you going to, would you add rucking to your, to your regiment? No, because I don't like the way the weight's being displayed through a ruck. Okay. Just personally. Sure. Like the jutting, of, like you know me, like the jutting of the anterior posture of the head. Right. Just putting you in a bad position for breathing protocols. Okay. Um, so no, long answer, no. I have a weight vest as like a armor-plated weight vest. I guess oh, weight, yeah, yeah. weight plate or yeah. plate vest, which kind of displays weight front and back, a little bit more symmetrical, so I'm not like... So did you use that on this last time or would yeah, you... Yeah, I did some. I would do some work like step ups into a mile run back into step ups and just go through an hour of but it. Would you, okay. But would you wear it out on the trail now this time around? Do you think? No, it okay. just, this time of year, it's too hot well, to be right. weighted down like that. I'm trying okay. to survive in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so this time you got to have way more, there's way more hydration components involved in running through the summer in Arizona. Sure. Yeah. And then obviously I guess 4am is when you go out and do your runs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Santan trail or queen Creek wash. It's pretty much where I'll be Okay. every morning or sometimes midday. I mean, even in the summer, there might be a 12 noon run. It's all I got in me. So, right. I just remember, yeah. My brother, when he, we would do CrossFit, it was in his garage and we'd do it, you know, July. Yeah. One in the afternoon door yeah. open and then go on a run and come back. And like I said, there's no excuse. Yeah. You just got to get out there and kind of. You got to stress the body for the body to adapt. The adaptation happens through stress. Well, yeah. And, and especially here, right? Like, especially if you're going to be do, I mean, most people run from their car to the air conditioned building back to their air conditioned yeah. car. But if there's some serious, I mean, you can build up some serious resiliency and cardiovascular strength by doing some intense heat. Well, you have cardiac training. creep, right? That's yeah. the tough thing. Like here, you're going to have cardiac creep through the summer just due to the heat right. and progression of distance or endurance running you're going to have a little bit of cardiac creep through the run so you're just gonna to have to run slower in the summer you're gonna to have to hydrate more take more salt potentially uh but yeah the heat's tough the so heat's definitely hard here in the summer but you can anybody can do it sure just be well, smart and that's the, that was fun you know before i moved away like as a kid growing up here yeah i never i never knew it was hot never yeah. knew it was hotter than any place else it was yeah. just summer Right. And then I moved away and went, Oh crap. Arizona really is hot as like Satan's basement, dude. It's, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. But I mean, you build heat shock proteins, I mean, you yeah. build resilience to the heat. So your body's going to adapt, give you the ability to be out year round. Right. Just, the winter's a gift here to, yeah. especially if you train outside, the winter's a gift. Right. And I would, I would, I will take an Arizona summer over. I was spent some time in Iowa in the winter and yeah. I'll take, I'll take summer over that any day. Of the For week. sure. I used to live in Seattle, man. Rains all the time. Would, uh, so on your, on the next time around also, so you're taking the salt tablets, but would you go, um, like element in your water? No, it's just cause I don't like taking liquid calories. Like I used to take a lot of tailwind. That was a very popular uh, yeah, calorie. I, a, I just had a guy talking about he's tailwind. Yeah, I don't mind it, but then tailwind started going south about a week or two ahead okay. of the canyon. So I literally had to switch a little nutrition last minute because okay. it just wasn't going in well. Uh-huh. So I started consuming a little bit more uh, just natural. But the, the, the biggest, I was taking a lot of spring energy. So that's what I use. It's okay. whole food based gel. Yeah. I don't like goose, just too much synthetic version, sure, sure. but uh, spring energy is whole food based. If you care about nutrition, then yeah. it's a little bit better of one to potentially do. I think the one you're talking about, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just all different. I mean, I'm going to take like pieces of pizza next time and like quesadillas. I follow Courtney Doalter, who's a very popular ultra endurance uh, female runner who takes a lot of like mashed potatoes in a bag and like consumes that. 
Um, so just different. I'm going to try next time. Just gels after probably post 12 hours is pretty tough on the body to consume. Some people can do it, but I mean. It's a little more starchy stuff. What's, what's that? Little, yeah. A little more starchy just some carbs. Dense, just, yeah. just, just food, man. Just try food. Right. I mean, just something that t- sounds good, right? The last thing you want to be is like, damn, I got to consume another gel. Yeah. Or like I had peanut butter pretzels, man, but I was starting suffering a little dehydration just because I couldn't take any more water because of nausea. Right. Last thing I wanted to eat was a freaking salted pretzel, man. It looked good, but I knew it was going to kill me. Dry your mouth out. Yeah. So next time, just food, man. Just try me. Everyone has their own nutrition plan, right? Sure. You got to, you literally have to experiment. And our boys at Queen Creek Running, it's a great spot to go over and holler at them and try new things, get new gels. Yeah. Try new nutrition. So when I was doing triathlon a long time ago, but yeah, I gels, I can't, there's nothing I want to put in my mouth less than like some sticky gooey. Yeah. It's fast though. It's a fast calorie. I mean, you can get a gel now. It's a 350 calorie gel that you can just house in five seconds and be back at it. Yeah. I did prefer though, like the, the, the blocks. Like like I'd rather chew a gummy. Or like the, the I like I really liked the the waffle stingers yeah because those things they tasted delicious yeah those are good dude the biggest mistake I made after one of my triathlons was I went promptly this is before PT school and any of that yeah and I I should have known better and I did know better problem is I didn't care and I went and got directly in the hot tub oh, after yeah. a triathlon it's tough dude I was in so much pain mm-hmm. that night like. And then I just hung out in the hot tub and the swimming pool all day in the Rocky Point sun for the rest of the day. Yeah. And just was so wrecked. Yeah. It's like, tough, man. Horrible cramps in the middle of the night. Like thought I was going to die. Couldn't, couldn't yeah. stand it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Recovery's tough, man. I mean, one of the best things my wife was just, I got adjusted every day. I think I got adjusted every since, day for a week. Since you, before leading up to and coming back from? Uh, not every day prior. I was doing like probably three or four adjustments a week. And then after, yeah, almost like almost every day. And that was your wife adjusting you? Yeah. Who I practice with. Which the is benefits of having The a- benefits of practicing, you know, with a chiropractor who happens to be your wife. Right. Yeah. So, and when, she, and when you're talking adjustment, is she going top to bottom? Like, yeah, so we do neuro-based work in our office. So I get adjusted that way no matter what. I'm not okay. like find it, fix it. We... You know, we're going to for sure focus on where the major kinks in the system are, and we're going to free it up based on that. So, so that's something most people, their experience of Cairo, which yeah. is what my experience of Cairo was before I met guys like you and another friend of mine, uh, Tyler, he's part of this group that I'm a part of that he practices a little differently is most of the time my experience was, Hey, pay your 20, 25 bucks, show up. Jump on the table, crack, crack, crack. Mm-hmm. Here you go. High five. We'll see you later. Right? Or maybe, hey, put you on the roller table, crack, crack, crack. Yeah. See ya. We'll, we'll talk to you later next week. Yeah. And that's most people's experience of chiropractor. Or it's like do, doing stuff that doesn't seemingly, that you know, or the clicky pen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people's perception is, yeah, neck or low back pain, which, yeah. which we're good at, right? But- we're more so like my wife and myself like to consider ourselves doctors of the nervous system, right? Yeah. We're trying to free up the dysfunctional patterns that are within you because only 10% of your nervous system senses pain. So if I just chased your pain all day, yeah, I would be doing you a disservice. I mean, sometimes people want the quick adjustment. My office is not the right place for that. That's totally cool. Um, there's places like the joint and all that stuff that people can go get adjusted for whatever it is, $29. Um, but we're going to try to correct things, man. If you have been suffering from headaches for 20 years and I tell you I'm going to get better, it's your health, but it's still my reputation. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to clear things up. We do a lot of curve restoration. So, I mean, most people don't know what their neck curve is, right. um, which if you know, people that are listening, if you don't know what your neck curve is, find the structural chiropractor that knows what's going on. Because there's a direct correlation to even immune function and overall position of the cervical spine. And we're not going in the right direction as a kind of as a population when sure. it comes to that. Right. The average person's on a cell phone. I'm like, yeah, the, I mean, the <laughs> average person's on a cell phone for like three plus hours a day. And that's probably just being, that's probably a minimal. Well, right. Kind yeah. Of stat. At, I get my notification like your screen time was this. Yeah. At the end of the week on. A lot of people's is up every yeah. week, you know? So I'm trying to get mine down. 
Every, yeah, every, you know, it's just every inch your head's forward. It's an additional 10 pounds of stress in the body. Most, you know, females will see that stress through that nice looking bump right at the base of their neck, top of their mid back. Right. The Buffalo hump. Yeah. The dowager's hump. That's the diagnostic yeah. term, right. but it's, uh, people like to blame that on their mom or pa, but it's not, it's, it's a habit that that person picked up from somebody potentially, sure. or it's just their personal habits day to day. Well, so going back, you said, you mentioned cervical curve, yeah. right? Your lordotic, the lordosis in your cervical spine yeah. has direct function, direct correlation to immune function. It does. I mean, you got to help me understand that a little bit better. So you got to think, I mean, if you're, if you're straightening or tethering a cord or there's dysfunction, even in your neck, your body's going to perceive that as a stress, right? Right. So when your body's in stress, what's it going to do? It's going to emit things like stress hormones out in response. Sure. What are stress hormones? Cortisol, norepinephrine, epinephrine, things that put you in more of a sympathetic chronic state. What is a sympathetic state? That is if fight or flight, like you're running from a bear. Right. So those things over a long period of time are super disruptive to an immune system, to a cardiovascular system, to hormones. just your overall health hormones in general. So that's why you can kind of tie everything back to the spine. I mean, not just because I'm a doctor of the spine, but sure. it's, uh, you know, your spinal cord or your, your nervous system is covered by bone for a reason. Your spinal cord is the only like part of an organ that's covered by bone because it's important. You yeah. have one, right? You can, you can buy a new set of teeth, but you can't buy a spine, you know? Yeah, you can get a new heart, you can get a new kidney. Nowadays, you can get everything, man, but the, the lifeline that supplies everything and that being your spine... You can't do that quite yet. It's scary that there's a potential in that. But I mean, think about what happens when you break your neck, right? Yep. You lose all feeling of your arms and legs for the rest of your life. That just shows the importance of that. So that we just take care of that. Yeah. And a lot of people's perception is like chiropractic's chiropractor can hurt me right right or oh I've heard the stroke aspect. You have a better chance of getting struck by friggin' lightning yeah. than getting that getting hurt by a chiropractor. So for me that person already probably isn't the right fit right. or they can come talk to me and we can educate them on the potential of expressing, you know, cause we would say everybody's doctors within, right? Yeah. It's within you. It's within me. We just express that doctor and the potential of that human, which is, you know, a different approach, right? Instead of being like, Hey, your lower back hurts. Let me adjust your lower back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can do that. Don't get me wrong, but it's tying everything together. It's tuning the whole guitar string, right? Which, you know, is different for people. That's that's not a lot of people's perception of the profession. And we're, my wife and I are, you know, and, and a lot of people we're involved with are ready to, or we, you know, we stand in that gap when it comes to that. We don't sit behind our four walls and just expect people to walk in the door. I mean, like us or not, we're here for you. We're here to to literally help you achieve better health. The paradigm in this country is terrible. Yeah. We're in a sick care model. We are not in a healthcare model. Right. And you can look at it every which way. I think, you know, today I just had a, you know, I just presented to the chamber right before I came. So like I'm on the, I'm on the I'm train, the soapbox, I'm baby. on the train, but yeah, there was, you know, there's a big pharma spends $11 billion in 2021. They spent $11 billion on ads. There's an 86% collusion rate to those ads and only six percent is covered by evidence yeah so you do the freaking i mean people well, gotta they, do the freaking math and if they get people healthy then they just lost all their customers right well that's the problem so you know what the you know what i've you know one of the big medications that's going to be or what i medication most likely but it's going to be rolled out next year the projection is myocarditis oh well geez go freaking figure weird that you know we yeah we, I don't know why we've had a sudden rash of myocarditis. Yeah, it's a sensitive subject. You know, know. We don't have to dive into no. for people, but it's a... Um, we can if you want. The but. biggest thing, I mean, people that know my wife or myself, we are big advocates in medical freedom for you, your kids, your future. Yeah. Everyone has the right to make their own dang decision, but we are not getting healthier as a stinking country. No. And you're, technically, a lot of the scientists will say we're in the sixth, sixth mass extinction currently it's currently happening so like since the 1970 i just listened to dr bruce lipton speak recently and we've lost i think what his stat was about rough don't quote me on this but roughly 63 percent of species of animals since 1970 
Holy crap. Yeah. And I, th- I mean, I think that's what I have. Yeah. 63% of Earth's wildlife has been wiped out since 1970. So that's a current, I mean, that's, that's why 50 years. So that's currently why we're in what's considered the sixth mass extinction. People can look it up. Yeah. There's naysayers about it, but the last one was roughly, I think 60 million years ago, but right. you know, it's sheer chaos out there. What's the one thing we have, man? Health. You could be the richest guy in the whole freaking world. When you lose your health, nothing else matters. No. You can take a pill, potion, lotion, whatever you want to do. The average person over 50 takes 12 medications. Well, that's what when I used to do uh, home health, man. Yeah. I'd go in people's houses and I would, I'd have to, if I was doing a start of care, yeah. right? I'd have to go through all their medications. I mean, people had pages. Bags, yeah. Pages. Or they would say, hey, do you have a list of all your medications? They're like, no, I don't have a list of medication. But they literally would bring me like a giant satchel or handbag yeah. full of meds. And they'd be like, here's all my pills. Yeah, man, it's it's a crazy thing. Like, let's say you're over 50 and you're listening to this, and you don't take 12 meds, then someone else is making up for those 12 meds that you're not taking. That's just kind of the stat. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 a sad world we live in, and that's what my wife and myself were big advocates on. That just helping educate each and every person. You have the right to make your own decision. Don't get me wrong, but chiropractic, man, you know. And even PT, right? It's like, or PT in the right format. Yeah. Um, you can change people's world. You can change their perception. You can create movement. 80% of baseline central nervous system activity comes through movement of the spine. Go freaking figure. Right. So if you're sitting in that chair all day long and you're, you know, I don't feel good. Well, yeah, you have one pillar of weight bearing when you're sitting. You have four pillars when you're standing. Yeah. So it's like people ask me in my office, hey, what's the best chair? I'm like, what's the best cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all bad you choose one get a standing desk man yeah get a standing desk get kelly starrett's desk bound book check yeah. it out look at it you know look at the stats see how you should you know i'm sure brig can help you or you know i could help people Absolutely. like with just generalized setup you don't have to change your life but no i don't have to be a professional ergonomic setup to just give you good tidbits to to work on it but and and most people don't stand at all i literally like you get up they maybe stand to make their breakfast for yeah. a little bit to get dressed. Then they sit down to eat. Yeah. Then they stand, walk to their car. They sit in their car. However long that commute is, could be up to an hour, right? Yeah. Either bonbons. Yeah. <laughs> then they then they walk while they drink their coffee. They walk, and not just black coffee, but with cream and sugar and whatever else, right? Whatever Dutch Bros does. <laughs> yeah. And then they walk into their. And I'm not, dude. If you want your Dutch Bros, dude, yeah, we're not hacking them. No, have Dutch Bros. Um, and then they walk into their office and then they sit at a desk and look at a computer for eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. And then people want to know why they have messed up necks or backs or why they feel like crap or why they feel like garbage. Cause you don't have activity, right? You don't have proprioceptive activity. Yeah. Your brain communicates to your feet when you stand. So yeah, I actually started doing for a little while. I need to get back to it. I just had so much going on during my like lunchtime, but I would actually go, I would eat my lunch like 30 minutes and then I would go take a 30 minute walk outside for sure. And there's these big fields back here. So yeah. there's no people around. So I was like, so I, then I would take off, I'd take off my shirt, man, soak up some vitamin D and walk for 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they say every, t- every 30 minutes you sit, you should be up for two. Yeah. That's the current. I mean, that's kind of like the statistic that people are going by, but I mean, it's, it's all, you know, you can stand like garbage too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, 100%. But I mean, people that should just get rid of their chair, right? Like in my office, I, t- I don't have a chair in my office. I literally took my chair out and I put a set of Liebert equalizer dip bars oh. underneath my desk. Okay. So whenever I feel like sitting, I just maybe bust a couple of dips a couple out. Couple dips out? Yeah. Yeah, I got to get, I'm going to get something from the bottom here because I stand, if I'm sitting down doing some stuff, I'll, yeah. I'll sit for like 30 minutes and then I'll raise it up for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I'll... If I, if sometimes I just get in the mode and then I'm there for the rest of the day for a while, but I will put, um, I need to get something to put my foot up on, shift my position. Yeah. A little fidget bar, something like that. Or a soccer ball. Yeah. Something to move. Some people will put bungees across their desk underneath and put their foot up on the bungee. Yeah. So there's all kinds of variables. I mean, first thing, figure out how to stand, right? Right. Get a very desk. Those, you can set that on top of a table. Yeah. There's options for everybody, but that's a great way that people can do things at home to negate the fact of going south posturally, right? And creating low back pain. I mean, there's factors, right? But you know, desk works tough. Yeah, we used to work in Seattle, or outside of Seattle, in Kirkland, Washington, and that 
is right in the heart Right around, you know, two miles from my office was Microsoft's headquarters. Dude, Tech Central. So, you know, we got real good at dealing with that type of individual. Nothing wrong with it. It's just they're all the same. Yeah. They all, they, everybody sits the same way. They do the same position. They might code. They might do, you know, secretarial work. But it's all the same when it comes down to position. And it all becomes detrimental to health in the future. And I mean, I fix people on a daily basis or x-ray. I mean, I have a digital x-ray in my office. So I digitally x-ray people every day that sit for a living. And more often than not, their spines are under quite a bit of stress. And there's quite a bit of work involved to try to get that back. Sure. So typically then you're doing, you guys are doing adjustment. Yeah. And then... Are you guys doing anything else in your office? Do you, are you doing exercise with people? Are you prescribing them to get out and do stuff? What so, sort of? I use a platform called Web Exercise. Okay. So I, I'll send that to people at a certain point or phase in their care. Yeah. I won't give that to them day one because everyone will just like go gung ho and try to go do a bunch of exercises and then end up hurting themselves. And then we're starting back right. even beyond square one. So that's a point in our care. We do a phase system. We build plans in our office. So we're not like your average run of the mill place. We'll build a plan. Everyone gets on a plan because, um, it just creates, well, one, you know, it gives me time to ease into their body and not just attack it hard day one. Yeah. Especially if people are dealing with herniations or severe headaches over 20 years, I have to have time to kind of work into that body. I can't just pound it day one and expect it to recover or even respond. So yeah, we'll do x-rays. I'll do exercises. I mean, if people need beyond that, I've just, I'll recommend whatever PT, you know, whether people take that step and do things, it's, it's a tough world because you want people that are committed regardless. So even if I was like, Hey, go see Brig and people kick a rock, you know, down the road or whatever it is, uh, that person's probably not right. You know, you want the person that's committed. That's what I say. In my, I say that every person day one, if you're committed, this is the right place. Yeah. If you're not committed, this is not the right place. On our intake form, I have a zero to 10. How committed are you? Yeah. If there's anything under like an eight, you're like, no, it's not, this is not the right <laughs> yeah, spot. This is not the spot, man. I mean, it's just, it's just, you want to help people. Right. And I want people that are in my office, everybody to have made the same step moving forward that the person lying on the table next to them has made. Yep. So that's why we do things a certain way. It's very, you know, our systems, our procedures are very structured because we want every, we want consistency. We want the same people in our office. You're going to see medical freedom advocates. You're going to see people talking about sensitive subjects out in the open, but it's good because educational component for everybody because we do a lot of open adjusting. So it's just, it gives people the ability to listen, Mm -hmm. whether or not they even ask the question, they're still listening. Yeah. So when I, I told, yeah, I've said people, I'm like, dude, if I care about this, if I care more about what you got going on, yeah. then you care about what, then, then you're in the wrong place. We yeah. Gotta, it's time to. And some people don't want to get better, right? Like we live like, as David Goggins would say, we live in that poopy pants mentality, right? People just want you to feel bad for them. Yeah. But you, everybody can get better. Yeah. You just literally have to take that step to get better and, and take charge of your health. But it's like, you know, I, I have empathy. Don't get me wrong. No, but 100%. It's just, but it's, you know, you have to take those steps to get, you can talk about it, everything. Do you think I want to get up every morning at 4 a.m.? No, it's a battle. Yeah. Every day. Go back to bed. It's comfortable. I sleep with the dog right now. But it's just, you know, it's comfortable to just lay there and sleep in and enjoy your coffee. <laughs> have you ever listened to Jocko's Mental Warfare? Yeah, album. I have every now and again. Like when I don't want to get out of bed, I I used that used to be my alarm. Yeah, some of his stuff. But now, like I sit there sometimes and I go, I can freaking hear Jocko's voice. Yeah, man, it's not easy to get up and get after it, especially in the morning. Well, yeah, as you get a little older, you kind of kind of warm up. Yeah, I have a little hitch in my step for my first half mile every day. I'm just trying to get the get everything lubed up. Some mornings you're like, I went to bed at midnight last night because I had to, you know, I had there was stuff I there's other things in my life I had to get done, right? Yeah. Like so, I I really I oh no I I need to recover today. No, get out, you know. Yeah, recovery's a job though, man. Recovery is not easy for anybody. Whether you're doing CrossFit or powerlifting or anything along the lines of that, it's just. You know, you still have to, if you're not sleeping well, hopefully you're taking in nutrients well or right. trying to do mobility work well or something well. But you can't just like 
be active and just go sit on your ass all day. No, 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 no. That's the other thing. Like we go like, Hey, I did my hour of, did my hour of working out today, yeah. did my hour of running. And then you did nothing the rest of the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to keep moving. And, and, and recovery is important. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate it all the time because you can't, you really can't outwork a crappy diet, poor sleep yeah. and poor stress management. So realistically, if you're running, if somebody's out there running on four hours of sleep daily, you're yeah. operating at the, and you think you're, you're crushing life. You're probably operating at the high end of mediocre. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I, do I sleep well? No, but I tell people, you know, for the most part is that if I'm not sleeping well, then I'm getting adjusted all the time. Right. Like I'm right. a big proponent, right. No matter what chiropractic has been my primary care yeah. my whole dang life. So I'm a big proponent of that just in general. I think it's huge. I think recovery is huge. So it's like my nervous system's on point, whether or not my sleep's great, but right. I'm at least getting it into that parasympathetic so relaxative state to heal. Right. So you're doing something to try and take care of that, right? Yeah. And there are people who just don't sleep well. Yeah. But if you're doing other stuff. But that's a sign. That person should try to get, you know, not necessarily chiropractic, but they should get help somehow. Oh, for sure. And don't take melatonin. No. God forbid, don't take melatonin. Try magnesium. Try magnesium. Try magnesium. You know, there's I, a lot of forums. There's a great guy out there. His name's Andrew Huberman. Yep. So we listen to his stuff in regards to sleep. And he, he's a neuro, I think a neurophysiologist or a neuroscientist. Well, we talk about him a lot on here. <laughs> yeah. So he's a great, he's a great avenue to, to learn about. I mean, I'm not going to tell people not to take melatonin. Right. He gives the reasonings physiologically and neurologically why that is toxic to people. Yeah. And why that is not helping. I take, at night I take vitamin D3 and K2 together yeah, with magnesium L3 and 8. Cool. So to help you have it. vivid dreams, you can't take three and eight though. It makes them worse. Yeah. No, I, 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 they, once I start, actually it was ZMA. Yeah. That freaking messed me up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, a com with the crazy vivid dreams, there's combos of stuff, right? But magnesium bisglycinate or, uh, or biglycinate, whatever you want to, uh -huh. and, uh, or through magnesium three and eight, either one. Yeah. But if you have vivid dreams, three and eight's not for you. Yeah, I wasn't having. It makes I wasn't, it much worse. Yeah, I was. I wasn't dreaming at all. Yeah. And then I started taking the L three and eight and started actually. Yeah. Having dreams and getting when I, I was wearing, I don't wear it anymore, but I was doing the whoop strap. Yeah. And dude, my sleep, that deep goes up. Yeah. Sleep went way up when I started taking the the D three K two and L three and eight together. Yeah, there's a good. I mean, there's great supplements out there. It's better than taking a sleep med or um, melatonin for sure. Yeah, it's better options. Well, and, and then exercise, right? Move. Just yeah, move, get man. tired. Get tired. So then go. So then go to sleep. I, I mean, said, don't working out at eight or nine at night may not be your thing, but uh, no. If I dude, if I work out that late, there's some guys who play basketball at like nine o'clock or eight thirty at night. Yeah, it's tough. Dude, I go play basketball. I'm I'm wired till two or three a.m. Yeah, I mean that's there's so many things, right? I mean, was it caffeine or a cup of coffee it has like a shell or the life on it or the half-life on it's like 12 hours yeah so if you take so if you take it you're taking a cup of coffee at 10 it's gonna last till 10 p.m yeah some people you drink coffee at like 2 p.m that's 2 a.m right so realistically people, you shouldn't can consume any caffeine past like one o'clock like in the afternoon catching your news or whatever you like to watch yeah and then just go decaf Oof. it doesn't taste any different <laughs> no i just i've there's been a while. There's been some days where I've lived off of way too much caffeine. Yeah. I mean, there's options for people, right? Just, you know, check everything. Don't go synthetic always. Try no. to go natural as much as you can. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Food, like we were talking earlier about nutrition, but seriously, like whole, like whole food, even right there. If people just changed up from eating frozen, processed, boxed yeah. up stuff to just mixing it up with actual whole foods right yeah vegetables fruit you know grass-fed grass-finished beef free-range chick like that kind of stuff yeah dude people will feel infinitely better just changing that yeah i mean eat good food right it's, i mean all foods costing more regardless of what's well whatever right, kind yeah. of shit shows happening in the world but um yeah, just get good food and good nutrients. I mean, we gotta always remember people that eat less live longer. Yeah. It's been proven. So if you're thinking about eating a 
freaking McDonald's burger or not eating anything at all. Might as well choose the latter with that one. Right. Unless you've, unless you've run rim to rim to yeah. rim and have burned 8,000 calories. Yeah. Unless you feel like you're going to die, then just <laughs> yeah. consume whatever's in front of you. Right. And if it's been six hours since your last meal, no, you are not going to die. No, you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be fine. Just fast, right? That's the first thing people always ask. What should I do for a diet? I mean, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm like, just don't eat till noon. It's the it's technically free. Yeah. Just do intermittent fasting. Give it a shot. Yeah. And, and try and, anything that's you know try try thing little things like that. Don't change your life overnight. Just try new things. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Like, it's, your body your body is so different, and how you're built up. We had a gal on here. She's a nutritionist. She does cool. DNA. Yeah. Um. So she analyzes your DNA and then looks at nutrition from that perspective. Yeah, that stuff's fascinating. But you know, but she was even herself. She said how you present genotypically is not necessarily phenotypically what you're going to show. Right. For sure. And so, you know, for some people, intermittent fasting is like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It doesn't always work for everybody. And then other people, man, intermittent fasting is like sends them the other way. And so, yeah, you got to try anything. You got to try a lot of things and or whatever works within your time constraint. Right. Well, there's that time constraint, but then if you try something, dude, give it a, you can't just give it a week. Two months, right? Yeah. Try something for two months. You got to try something for, yeah, eight weeks. And then give it a shot and then judge, right? I mean, but you can exercise fasted if you have to. Like, make that choice, right? If you don't want to, if you want to go for a run and you want to eat an hour before and you don't have time, just go for your run fasted. Yeah, I feel like, so I used to, yeah, I used to never, I worked out fasted all the time. Yeah. And the problem was, because anytime I worked out, after eating, it was always after eating like a meal. Yeah. And so then somebody, this gal we were talking, the nutritionist, she suggested, she goes, well, why don't you just have a piece of toast, man? Yeah. With like some peanut butter and a banana and a little bit of honey on there. Yeah. That's like my go-to. And then go work out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like not eat like a whole, I don't know why this was novel for me, but I was like, you mean not eat like breakfast? Yeah. Just eat that. She goes, yeah. And see how you feel. Yeah, it's so a good I did combo. That. Dude, and my like my workouts were way better. Yeah. I felt so much better working out that way. Yeah. I I trained fasted a lot for going up to the can getting ready for the canyon. Well, sure, because you can never you know, nutrition yeah. plan. So I would do ten mile runs, yeah, fasted. Sometimes ten miles, no water, no fa- no food, just to kind of torture it a little bit to get sure. it ready. But now, yeah, I'll try to eat breakfast. Were you trying? Were you trying to go? Are you, are you low carb, keto? I don't do a diet, man. But I mean, I mean, I've been I've been in this world since I was fifteen. I'm almost thirty five. Right. So you know you know what your body needs. Pro- that was back when protein tastes like garbage. Yeah. There was no good tasting protein. That no. was back in the old Cell Tech Nitro Tech days. <laughs> you know that's the, I don't mean, that's still around. It might be around, but it probably is. Um, no, nah, man, I just, I try to just put in good things, right? Like I'm a, I take in a lot of fat. I'll do bulletproof coffee in the morning. Sure. Get good fat, good collagen. I'll try to consume good protein, grass fed, grass finish. Um, I do like carbs. I mean, leading up to the canyon, I was consuming the last week or something. I was consuming 500 carbs a day to stack. I was just doing like more Dude. stacking glycogen as much as I could. Yeah. Um, more just get glycogen stores, but I mean. I've done everything, right? Yeah. I mean, you can eat like shit too. Don't get me wrong. If I'm like hungry as hell, yeah. get a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Like I'm not strict with anything, but I mean, I, I but you know what your body needs and you know what does yeah. and works for you. If sometimes if I'm in a deficit at, at night, man, I'll, I'll house some Ben and Jerry's. Don't there get me wrong. Go. Just to, just to bring, just to bring calories in or some carbs in because sure. I know I'm kind of bogged down and I don't get too crazy with it, but I'm always going to consume, you know, my my DHA my you know EPAs I'm gonna or HA I'm gonna consume always magnesium always D3K2 um, quercetin every day just because these allergies are fucking unreal right it's crazy <laughs> like all these yellow trees are out of control um, but yeah just just taking good nutrients taking good red juice green juice drinks every day and some collagen protein call it a day sprinkling you know maybe pb and j here and there right but i'm not your like advocate for nutrition but i try to get good stuff when try i try to keep try to keep it clean yeah so yeah no nutrition is one of those things that it's 
it's crazy personal like people who are like oh no this works for everybody yeah pick pick what works man like everyone wants to know what do you do what do you eat because yeah. i mean i'm by no means you're fit like, yeah I'm, i look small as hell no right? like, dude honestly if you if, if you wanted to trade i would trade you bodies but if you, <clears throat> i tell people I used to be 20 pounds heavier, man. Yeah. When I was a senior high school, I used to Olympic weightlift, compete in Olympic weightlifting. So I used to be heavier. Right. Like a lot heavier. But <clears throat> now it's just, this is just me, man. I can, it's not, it's not a lack of trying. I mean, I'm no. consuming tons of calories. It's just running takes it off of you. Well, and we also know, right, like bigger, I was talking with this, uh, <clears throat> with Joel Anderson and he was talking about how he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to get to a certain point. I think he's like 45, 47 now. Yeah. And he's like, there's going to come a point where he goes, I'm going to actually work on getting rid of my muscle and getting rid of, to some degree, he's right? A he's a power like, lifter? He's, a, he's actually the head wrestling coach at Queen Creek High School. So he's just a big guy? Just a big dude. He's, six, he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah. He's 260. Yeah. But he's like, he's got to be like 65 to 8% body fat. Yeah. Like, dude, a lot of weight to carry, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He's just like, there's going to come a point, though. Yeah. We know that like heavier people don't live as long. Yeah. It's right? like a dog, right? Bigger yeah. dogs live less. Yeah, he's like, so, so he goes, there's going to come a certain age, yeah. you know, maybe in my 50s, I'm going to go, okay, now it's time to change the body up. Yeah. And let's get down to 220. Yeah. 215, right? Try new things, man. I mean, and, just try to stay be, lean. Just be fit, right? Yeah. Like, pe- you know, people say, Oh, you're you're small or whatever bullshit people like to say like as an excuse. No. But dude, I've been doing this since I was fifteen. Yeah. Like I've never stopped being a six, five, six day a week guy. Right. For twenty years. With no major injury, you know, happened. It had some shoulder injuries from lifting, from heavy snatching back in the day. But other than that, man, it's just I feel fine. Yeah. A little bit of a labral issue in my hip, but there's a lot of research in stem cells that I'll go down to Mexico or <laughs> Panama where there's not as much sanction from the U.S. Right. There's great doctors, not as much sanction, but there's opportunities, right? I mean, I'm not letting it stop me. I mean, you saw me. I was jacked like a, yeah, month, that foot be- was... a month before the canyon. I was could barely freaking walk. Right. But, you know, just you gave me some great exercises about with running. I worked on some of those and voodoo floss every night peptides which is a whole nother story of stuff for people that they can potentially research but for me it was easily accessible to get and then you can get it online it's not like illegal to take but yeah um it See, helped me recover you can just buy it so i didn't realize you could just i thought you had to have a prescription to get peptides no so i got mine from peptide science which is a company out of nevada okay test well i guess yeah so, so I, was, I just wanted something that tests well the purity was okay yeah but then you're like your own chemist man you got to mix ratios and uh, you got to mix you know so what's it bacteriostatic water okay in the powder and kind of you know d- dilute it down and then pull your own injections crazy stuff like I, by no means am i a no. performance enhancing guy but like for me i was i was like i'm not i'm gonna do the canyon whether i break my feet or not well but i need to heal them faster than i can take the time to do and here's the thing dude if it's available yeah and it's not illegal there's nothing wrong with it like at least from my perspective yeah right I mean, you can go get a bag of weed down the street like man. why not go why not use peptides dude if it's going to enhance function it's going to enhance your healing and it's going to work help great. you perform yeah i mean i did i did bp oh, i said bpt bpc 257 or something along the lines of that that's the one i can i did okay and i just i i injected it locally into my foot which is not comfortable to do dude i dried needled my foot the other yeah, day so i was doing two injections a day morning night Oof. of that and just trying to heal it as fast as I could. I mean, there's there was no alternative, right? But no, my feet, you were my doing feet didn't let me down at the canyon, man. I felt freaking great. I mean, it was a combination of many of things, but for me, I was like, I need to try this, right? I don't, yeah. I don't take Advil, nor do I take Tylenol, right? So like, I wasn't gonna pop a ton of that and expect like, oh, this is gonna help. So I was like, I'm just gonna, what's natural, like a gastric peptide? Let's, Let's give it, it a shot, you yeah. know? So locally injected and helped out. Yeah, like I said, like if if you're if you need, but research right, like do your research. Don't yeah, go, like, don't just go your... get it from some bro at the gym who opens his gym bag and is like, bro, you need peptides. This is gonna help you. Yeah, do your own research. There's tons of information out there. Tons of research. Um, 
Yeah. And do your research. Like, know where your anatomical landmarks. If you don't, then don't freaking do it. Right. You know, you're going to inject near a nerve. Better make sure you don't hit the freaking nerve. Right. So, I mean, be be, cog- be cautious. But, I mean, like it's like our conversation in general. Mm. Try new things. Try different things. Don't let something keep you from being active. Right. You know, get PT. Get Cairo. Do something that's going to keep you going if that's what you like to do. If you like to do nothing and... and People like to be a couch potato, then do that, right? Yeah, if that's your jam, do it. It's hard to relate to that, but if people want to be high performance, they want to get into it, be active, I can help them or you can help them out with that. It's just you got to want it right? in general. So in that vein, where can people find you? On either Instagram, the web, wherever. Yeah, so culturechiropractic.com, culturechiropractic on Instagram, culturechiropractic Facebook, uh, you on the we, TikTok yet? Hell no, dude. <laughs> China owns TikTok, right? I'm not on there. No, I can't stoop down to TikTok. It's not my vibe. Not, but, giving, um, the, not giving the chai comms what they want. No, nah, I'm not doing that. But yeah, Instagram, we're super active on Instagram. Check us out. We put a lot of informational stuff out on there. A lot of stuff on Facebook. Um, come get a free consult in the office or you know, get on the schedule for an exam. We're doing a $47 new patient special in our office. Sick. Give it a shot if you want to see what's going on. We usually shoot digital x-rays. Yeah, uh, we're an open book, man. Health. And dude. Health from within. Dude knows. And and if not, you can't tell by listening in the many conversations I've had with him. Dude knows what he's doing. Knows exactly what he's talking about. And if like performance and chiropractic is going to be your jam, go see Culture Chiropractic. For sure. All right, man. Thanks for coming by, dude. Mucho appreciate so.